Welcome to Posting Up, the Washington Post NBA podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bontemps, National NBA writer for the Washington Post. I'm coming to you from my hotel room in San Francisco uh, early Monday morning uh, following the Golden State Warriors taking a two games and nothing lead in the NBA Finals with a comprehensive victory over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, it was the second straight game that Golden State had basically gotten whatever it wanted against Cleveland on game one. Even though Steph Curry and Klay Thompson didn't play well, um, the the Warriors got tons of production from the rest of their team, uh, including 20 points from Sean Livingston and a, had a 45 to 10 advantage in bench scoring. On uh, this game uh, Sunday, Game Two, uh, Curry and Thompson were better but not great. Uh, but the Warriors got 28 points from Draymond Green, who was left open time after time for open jumpers. Uh, Golden State shot 45 percent from three point range. So Cleveland's defense was again horrendous. Um, the Cavaliers, I think, came out of game one thinking they'd done a decent job on defense. I thought they had missed a lot of, had allowed Golden State a lot of open looks that they just missed. Um, that's basically what happened in game two, except Golden State didn't miss. And now you look at a situation where the Cavaliers now go back to Cleveland. Uh, Kevin Love is, is potentially, could potentially miss time with, uh, after going into the NBA's concussion protocol, after hitting his head in the second quarter, uh, when Jim, uh, Harrison Barnes caught him with an inadvertent elbow, and then uh, Love experienced some dizziness in the third quarter uh, and left the game. So he may not be available. Kyrie Irving has been terrible through the first two games. Even though he scored 26 points in game one, he was not good. He was even worse today. Um, it's It's been a... You know, LeBron James has been up and down through the first two games. He had seven turnovers in game two. Tried to accept some of the responsibility for what happened, but... The bottom line is that if the Cavaliers were going to win this series, they cannot afford to have, you know, one or two guys playing well. And right now, basically, no one is playing well. I mean, LeBron James was the best player on the team, and he didn't have a LeBron James game today. And the fact that the Warriors are leaving uh, Oakland with two victories and have not had either Steph Curry or Klay Thompson score 20 points in either game has to tell you about what the state of things are right now for Cleveland. And as this series shifts back there, it will be a fascinating week. Um, there's, there's already, you can already tell there's going to be a drumbeat of support to trade Kevin Love, to trade Kyrie Irving, to, to make massive changes with this team if the, the Cavaliers get run out of this series in four or five games. And right now, you know, I'd probably bet this series goes four games before I'd bet it goes six. So it, and from that standpoint, I think you have to look at it and really wonder – you know, how is this Cavaliers team going to respond? Will they come out and play with the kind of effort and intensity at home that they need to get back in the series? It's possible. You know, it wouldn't be the first time that a team went home and looked a lot better. I mean, ironically, you know, this series could be similar to the way the Cavaliers played against the Warriors or against the, uh, the Toronto Raptors in the Easter Conference Finals, where the Cavaliers demolished the, the Raptors twice at home, then they went on the road. And they couldn't get the job done in games three and four and turn it into a six-game series. Maybe a similar thing happens here where Cleveland goes home, gets some confidence, has the role players start making some shots that they haven't made so far, and things look a lot different. But the way it looks to me right now, it's going to be very hard for them to do that given that they just can't play good enough defense to get the job done and slow down the Warriors enough to make this competitive series. But with that being said... Um, I just wanted to I wanted to rip through some questions. I had asked you guys to send some on Twitter, and you got you sent me a whole bunch of them. So um, let me get through them. One thing I will say first, though, uh, 
people, tonight was the latest example of how stupid the internet is and how just stupid people are in general about things. Um, Clay Thompson made a comment after the game. Uh, Draymond Green was asked about the Warriors being the best team of all time, and he, you know, he said basically, I don't know how you can compare teams to different eras. You know, who knows if we're better than the Showtime Lakers, to which Clay Thompson, whose father was on the Showtime Lakers, said, we were better than the Showtime Lakers. Clearly, he was joking around because his father was on the team. However, the internet then launched into a giant debate. Who's better, the Showtime Lakers or the Warriors? And people thought Clay Thompson was taking shots at the Showtime Warriors. It's just the dumbest, it's the dumbest possible take you could have. So I just wanted to get that out of the way um, because I was I was just frustrated seeing so many people asking ridiculous questions or asking writing ridiculous things in, on Twitter and um, you know tweeting at me when I tweeted out Clay Thompson's quote um, how ridiculous it is that oh how could he say that how could he take shots at the at the Showtime Lakers like that it, it just just take a second and, and think about things but anyway let me get to some questions here I got. Uh, I got a whole bunch of them on on the on here during the game, so thank you guys for that. Um, so let's see. Uh, let's start with um, all right. Will we get the LeBron has no help excuse from Randy? Um, no, I don't. I I'm not sure. Like I said, I think because the Cavs fired Teron Lou back in uh, February, right before the All Star break, they basically took away an excuse. So you had David Blatt. I think I said they fired Teron Lue. When they fired David Blatt and replaced him with Teron Lue back in February, um, that, that removed an excuse. So you go from having the excuse of, well, we can get rid of David Blatt and hire a new coach, to now you're keeping Ty Lue. So now it's, well, what's going to happen to Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving? And I think that is going to be the dominant theme of conversation if this series doesn't turn around in a dramatic way. And even if it does, even if it gets to six games and – the Cavs end up losing. I, I still think that'll be an issue, but that be, that becomes a, a, a hot button topic. But if if the Cavs don't win either of these next two games and go home in four games, you have, you can you can bet that that's going to become the dominant theme. You know what's what's next for um, what's next for the Cavaliers and what they're going to do. Uh, question: Do we have to play the next two games? Yes, we do. As I got back, as I got into before. Um, I think that, you know, this could turn into a, a Raptors series and you could, the Raptors Cavs series, and you could see, um, you could see the, the Cavs get back into it at home and make this interesting and bring it back to Golden State with a chance to do something. I can't see that happening, but it wouldn't be the first time I was wrong. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm very curious to see how they come out in game three, Cleveland, um, when they get back home, you know, the Cavs should come out and play with a sense of urgency in Game 3, but then again, they should have played with a sense of urgency in Game 2, and as basically everyone on the Cavs would tell you, and it was pretty obvious to see, they didn't play with one in this game. They didn't get to any loose balls. They kind of went through the motions a lot of times, it felt like, and they just got run off the court. It wasn't a great sign for a team that had basically its season on the line, because you know if you go home 1-1, this is a series. If you go home 2-0, there's a good chance it's already over. So, you know, it, it wasn't a great sign, and, and we'll see if they can they can improve on that in uh, in game three. Uh, from Jared, will the city of Cleveland survive Big Waz? Uh, that's a good question. Um, probably the biggest the biggest news of the weekend was the uh, was my friends at the, at True Hoop TV and the the True Hoop TV network uh, getting 
getting uh, enough money raised to to bring uh, to bring Big Waz to Cleveland for games three and four. Um, it, I I'm not quite sure how uh, he's going to factor into the uh, into the situation. I know he's going to be on Periscope. I'm sure I'll be on Periscope with him at some point with those guys. But uh, <laughs> the True Hoop guys are, are a funny bunch, and they they do a great job. I, I'm friends with all of them, and I enjoy going on the podcast with them all the time. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, to to hanging out with those guys more um, in Cleveland. And it should be fun to see how Big Waz is uh, incorporated into the mix once he able once he's able to get there. Um, how much will Harrison Barnes get this summer for knocking out Kevin Love? Uh, Harrison Barnes is probably going to get a max contract regardless. Uh, I don't I would don't think it's fair to say he knocked out Kevin Love. It seemed like an accidental play. Um, one thing I'll say along those lines, you know, the Cavs are quick to say after the game that, uh, that Love didn't show any signs of a concussion on the bench. Um, it, it's hard to believe that he really got checked out properly, though. It, it seems like the way the story has been described is that he got dizzy in the third quarter and had to sit. Um, you know, and then he got taken back to the locker room and put in the concussion protocol. But, you know, it, it's just a weird circumstance to look at Love and, and see him lying on the ground holding his head for multiple minutes and eventually kind of get himself up and get him off the court and then not, have him not even come out of the game in the second quarter just just didn't seem like the right decision at the time. And, you know, I just hope that, that Love is able to get, you know, get himself right soon and, uh, and be able to get back, uh, be, get back on the court in game three because it would be a shame if after waiting a year to get back to, this, to the finals that they're missing them last year with an injury – be a shame if this happened and he wound up missing a game or two here this season uh from from robbie why couldn't the thundered warriors do another series instead of this i would have been fine with that uh warriors thunder is one of the greatest series i've ever covered uh, probably the greatest series i've ever covered for sure and one of the greatest in the last 20 years at least um just and i i i think people who weren't at that series especially didn't quite realize the level that was at i mean it's one thing to watch on tv is another thing to see it as someone who saw it up close, I had a feeling that the Cavaliers were not going to be able to to match that level of play in at least game one, and it turned out to be games one and two. Golden State needed to play at an all-time level to win those final three games against Oklahoma City, and you've seen that carry over to these first couple games of this series. Uh, from Julio, if the Cavs lose the series, who out of, Ka- of Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving gets traded? My guess is that if they end up only trading one guy, it's Kevin Love. However, I could see them both getting traded. I could see them both back. I just know that if the Cavaliers don't make a real effort in this series, if they do end up going out in four or five games, you can bet that that's going to be a huge topic of conversation over the next month. Um, from Joe, the Cavs can't compete with the with the West um, with the West best next year with their big three. Change is coming. Well, we've we've talked about that enough, um, but I, I I do think it's possible, and there could be other changes. You know, J.R. Smith. Uh, is a free agent. We'll see if he's back. They have Iman Shumper, who they could turn around in a trade. You know, the the, the Cavs still have Channing Fry. Um, you know, will Timothy Mozgov be back? Matthew Dova is a free uh, restricted free agent. You know, this team could look very different um, in a year and or this fall, I should say. And it'll be very curious to see how it goes. Um, from NJ Sportstock, do you feel Kevin Love was overrated after putting up huge numbers for a horrible Minnesota team? No, I don't think he was overrated, but I do think that the problem from the beginning with the Cavaliers, with this trio they have together, is that, well, for one thing, 
They have three power forwards in Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love, and LeBron James, so they can't play them all at power forward at all the times, which makes things complicated. The other problem is that you have Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving, two guys that are offense first, defense second guys, and it's hard to have a big three like that where two of the guys are deficient defensively. You know, in Miami, LeBron was above average defensively, Dwayne Wade was above average defensively, and Chris Bosh, you know, at times had been called a, a poor defender earlier in his career, but he turned into an outstanding defensive big man in Miami. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love are not good on defense. And if you have two of your five guys on the court that are not good at defense, it's hard to have a quality defense, especially when you're playing a team as good as Golden State that has the ability to attack weaknesses and really make it hard on teams to uh, to keep bad defensive players out there because they'll just attack them until they go to the bench. Uh, from Biso, does this convince KD that he should go to an Easter Conference team? No, I don't think so. I think Kevin Durant's going to sign a one-year deal with the Thunder. I think after the way the last month went, it'd be hard to look at any other situation to think that it's better than the one he's got now. I, you know, I, I reserve the right to to maybe change that opinion if if there is some big trade or two swung, you know, either before July first or in the early days of free agency. And maybe under that scenario, there's a situation that opens up for Durant or that that comes available that that is a lot more appealing than what he currently has in front of him. But I think if it's the current, I think if it stays somewhere close to status quo, I just don't see how he could go anywhere else and have it make sense than than to re-sign a one-year deal and line himself up with with Russell Westbrook and Serge Ibaka in Oklahoma City and take another run at it. Um, From Sean, does it feel like officiating is geared towards small ball? No, I don't think so. Um, a lot of times, frankly, if you're playing against a small team and you go inside and you bang them around, you're probably going to get to the line more. Tonight, the Cavs got to the line a lot more than the Warriors did. The Warriors just got a bunch of wide-open shots and made them, so it didn't matter. Um, but, but no, I, I definitely don't think that. Uh, I definitely don't think that the uh, the the Warriors are at some kind of disadvantage because of the officiating, which also plays into another silly storyline today, which is the Scott Foster. Reffing game two and meaning the Warriors were in trouble because this guy who has a history with them was reffing the game. I I just don't really buy into a lot of that stuff ever. Um, I think it's usually overblown and it's partly a reaction to having you know two days in between these games to kind of just talk about stuff and talk about stuff. You just run out of things to talk to. But but no, I don't I don't think that's the case. Uh, from William, does this series come back to Oakland for Game Five? I I don't think so actually. Um, I, I'm guessing that the Cavs probably do win a game. So I don't know. Maybe I say that it does. But I, I just think that Cleveland – I thought I picked the series to go five games before it started because I didn't see how Cleveland could possibly guard Golden State. And through the first two games of the series, nothing has changed to make me think any differently. So until I see the Cavs able to play good enough defense to beat this team, I'm not going to assume that they're just going to find a way to win you know, a game or two at home and make this into something competitive. Uh, is it possible that LeBron James would leave Cleveland? I don't think so. Um, I, I don't think he would leave Cleveland at this point. I think it's more likely, as I said earlier, that they would move other pieces to try to get more talent around him um, or different talent that maybe fits their roster better. Uh, but I don't. I do not see him leaving under any circumstances at this point. I think he's pretty well locked into Cleveland and trying to get to get a title there. Uh, from Waiters Island, uh, funny, funny Twitter name. Uh, what adjustments can Cleveland make? I'm not sure what adjustments the Cavs can really make. 
Um, they're they're kind of hampered. I think Kevin Love being out might actually wind up being a benefit to them because Kevin, as I said earlier, is not a good defensive player, and I think that will allow them to probably get another good defender on the court. My guess is they'd probably wind up playing smaller more often with uh, Tristan Thompson at center with LeBron at power forward and then um, playing Yaman Shumpert on the wing, you know, giving him and J.R. Smith out there on the wings. Then you have, all right, then you got a pretty good defensive group. Even if Kyrie Irving is still bad, um, at least that gives you some options. But uh, one thing they could try to do is is play big like they did last year. They could try to play Timothy Mozgov more uh, in game three. He played in the fourth quarter today. I, 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 don't, I just don't think they're going to do that. I think at this point they haven't played Mozgov in so long. It's hard to see them just turning to him and throwing him back in the mix now with the season on the line. I just think it's more likely that they'll wind up, you know, going going small again and, you know, trying to to carve out um, more minutes for LeBron at power forward, Tristan Thompson at the center, and try to match a lot of what Golden State's doing with their small guys. Uh, from Ben, would Blatt have adjusted and rotated better in response to this Warriors team, or is it irrelevant to the outcome? I think it's probably irrelevant to the outcome. That's not a knock on David Blatt, who I do think is a good coach and, and deserves another NBA shot, even though it sounds like he's he's either going back to Turkey or is about to. But um, I, I think that there's such a talent disparity between the Cavs and the Warriors. And, and really, more than anything, even if it's not a talent disparity, it's just a bad matchup for Cleveland. Cleveland cannot guard the Warriors at all. They just can't. You know, if they'd gotten the Thunder... I still don't think I still think I would have picked the Thunder to win the series. I still think they would have won it maybe in six games though. Uh, probably would have been a little more competitive. It just would have been a much better matchup. Cleveland had Cleveland's guys match up with Oklahoma City's guys in a much more uh, you know in a much better way than they do with the Warriors. You know the Warriors have now beat them seven times in a row going back to uh, Game Four of the NBA Finals last year, and it it's just it looks like they have Cleveland figured out and. You know, there will probably be no bigger fan of the Thunder in next year than, than Cleveland hoping that they can get the Warriors out of the way. Because, like I said, I think if this had been Cavs-Thunder, you know, that, that's probably a six- or seven-game series just because the matchups are much better and, and, and Cleveland would have been able to do a lot more stuff. In this series, it just feels like they're drawing dead. Uh, how much will the Warriors miss Harrison Barnes if or when he leaves from Luke? I actually think that they're going to miss Harrison Barnes a lot if he leaves. Um, I know Harrison Barnes isn't a superstar, but he is a very good player that really fits the what what Golden State wants to do. Um, he can play both both the three and the four. He can defend at both spots. He's as strong as, as an ox. I think the most underrated thing about Harrison Barnes is how strong he is in the post on defense. I remember in Memphis at the end of the season when the Warriors are going for seventy three. You know Harrison Barnes is getting uh, Zach Randolph to, you know, body him up in the post and and Barnes is is, you know, taking every shot from Randolph and and not giving up an inch. And uh, you know, I I was just very impressed with him with that. And he could shoot the three pretty well. Um he's a little too robotic. He he looks like he's thinking all the time when he's playing. Um, you know, and, and maybe that's something that'll never change with him. But he he has some real skills that really help a team and you know, he's a big part of what the Warriors do, particularly with that small lineup. So they need him to be healthy. They need to get him on the court or not to get him healthy. They need him, they need him to be on the court with them next year if they 
if they want to take another run at this, assuming they win to go for a three-peat. So I, I think he's back regardless. I mean, assuming Kevin Durant's off the table, I can't see them just letting Barnes leave, even if he gets a max offer. You know, maybe they can swing some kind of sign and trade somewhere, but that's pretty complicated. So um, my guess is my guess is he is back, and, and he's probably making a max, and, and the Warriors are still really good next season. Uh, from John Paul, what does Donald Trump think of this NBA Finals? Well, Donald Trump said that the Warriors are, uh, he said that team in San Francisco in a rally here the other day. So I have a feeling Donald Trump isn't paying much attention. But given his love for winners, he's probably rooting for Golden State. Uh, from Armin, what are the implications to Curry if he doesn't get the finals MVP? Nothing. Okay, he doesn't win the finals MVP and someone else does. My guess is that if the Warriors win the next two games, it'll be because Steph Curry plays well, and it'll be the finals MVP. If not, maybe it's Draymond Green, maybe it's Andre Godala, maybe it's Clay Thompson. Doesn't matter. The Warriors will be the greatest team of all time. Why would they have to worry about anything else at that point? That's, a, that's more than a good enough legacy to have. Is this the first time a superstar didn't need to dominate to win a championship from Bilal? No, I don't think that's true. Um, look, the Warriors are a really deep team, but so are a lot of deep teams, or so are a lot of teams throughout history. And there have been plenty of series that have been walkovers um, in the finals. You know, I, and, I, and who's to say this is going to be a walkover? I mean, at the end of the day, it's only been two games. So does it look bad for Cleveland right now? Yes, but there's no guarantee – that is going to remain that bad. Uh, could Kevin Love's concussion give Teron Liu an out and not playing him and actually improve their chances? Uh, it could. You know, as I talked about before, you know, Love isn't a good defender, and maybe with Tristan Thompson out there more, they'll be better at that end. But I still just don't think it matters much because I, I think the matchup just is, is so lopsided against Cleveland. I, I don't think it's going to work out no matter what they do. All right. Well, I think that's probably going to be enough for now. I gotta get my stuff packed and get a little bit of sleep before I have to catch a flight to Cleveland on Monday for Game Three on Wednesday. Um, want to thank you all for listening. I just wanted to get get some thoughts in about the game and uh, and answer some questions. Get a podcast up. Gonna try to get some more later this week um, in Cleveland. Uh, try to do a couple of them. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get some of the true hoop guys when they're not periscoping to uh, to come on the pod. But uh, you can you can find me on uh, Twitter at Tim Bontemps. You can find me on Facebook at Tim Bontemps NBA. Um, you can find my work at the Washington Post or on the Washington Post website. Um, you, please give the podcast a five star rating and review on iTunes. Um, there, the reviews and the ratings are both helpful and appreciated. Uh, so if you can do them, it'd be great. Um, thanks to Glenn Yoder in the Western States for the theme music for the podcast, as always. Um, Thank you again to all of you for listening. Uh, hopefully it wasn't a, uh, a rambling wreck at given what time it is that I'm, that I'm recording it. But, but thanks to all of you for listening and looking forward to talking to you again soon.